Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, today, my guest is Barry Spielman from Sixkill, and we're going to be talking about um, protection for companies uh, against dark web issues. Barry, how are you doing? Great. Thank you. Appreciate being here. Yeah. So, yeah, would you give listeners, um, you know, it sounds very intriguing what you do. Uh, you know, would you give listeners like an overview of what your company does? Sure. Uh, it is very intriguing, and it's actually fascinating to work at a company like this, uh, especially days like uh, today when uh, you know, cybersecurity is uh, at the you know at the top of everyone at the top of everyone's mind. Uh, our company yeah. you know, specifically deals with uh, the dark web. Isn't necessarily uh, the focus of what's happening in today in, in this big news thing, but it is a, a scary place where a lot of uh, scary things are happening, uh, and um, uh, more and more folks are becoming aware of the need know what's going on there and to develop a threat intelligence picture of what's going on on the dark web to be able to protect their organizations in the best way to complement other uh, cybersecurity measures that they may already have in place. So uh, you know, our company, uh, its value proposition in a nutshell, you know, we can delve into it a little bit more, but in a nutshell, uh, we automatically, and, and I'm putting a focus on the word automatically, because to do this kind of things in a manual way is very difficult, but we automatically monitor the dark web will extract information from the dark web. We could talk about how the dark web was built, but in terms of its forums, its marketplaces, and analyze that data in such a way that we could provide an intelligence picture. And uh, I think we're unique in that. We put the focus on the social behavior of the threat actor. We believe strongly that the dark web is a social network, just like any net social network out there. Therefore, uh, you understand the modus operandi of the threat actor. Uh, how he operates, what hours he's, uh, he's active talking to, how people reply to him, if it's using the same name or a different name, but it's the same guy in different forums or marketplaces. He just present this kind of a social picture based on uh, the analysis that we can do of the information. Then this uh, allows folks for who this tool is meant uh, for to have a, a better understanding of the threat and be able to take actions, um, actions to better defend themselves. Yeah, so I would think companies uh, that you deal with, why would they care about the dark web? They're not, most companies are selling normal products, and I would think they would think, uh, what does the dark web have to do with me? We're not pornographers. We're not, you know, doing terrible things. Why, why do they care? Uh, well, I think that uh, to, to a very large degree, you know, our, our solution is meant for those people who uh, either understand or are beginning to understand uh, the importance of the dark web. And the dark web, uh, you know, the dark web is, it wasn't always a bad word. I mean, uh, strangely enough, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the cool things that you learn about the dark web when you start getting involved with it is set up by, by the U.S., you know, the, the Tor browser, which allows you to uh, uh, be on the dark web, is set up by the, the U.S. Navy is, uh, as a means of allowing dissidents to uh, be able to speak anonymously uh, outside their countries. But like a lot of the good things in life, it's been overtaken. By uh, by folks with less noble, noble causes, and, and it's not just pornography; it's everything. I mean, you can't believe it. Uh, what's out there? And you know, when I see this stuff, it's it's very scary. I mean, people selling weapons, people selling drugs, people dealing pornography that you mentioned, and a whole host of other things. And it's run in an extremely professional way. 
Uh, you know, the dark web is set up in such a way that uh, you have administrators and people dealing with blacklists, and you have guys taking escrow so that if you want to make a deal on the dark web, you will, uh, you know, you put money in safe hands because there's no honor between thieves. It's all sorts of things. And, and, and you know, these, these forums and marketplaces look like eBay with, uh, you know, ratings for vendors. And I'm a marketing guy. And when you, you know, if you're on, on the dark web in some of these places, if you do a good job and you're honest and if you have a good record, then you can advertise in higher places on the forum or in the marketplace. With <laughs> That's and funny. So you're saying on the, on the dark web, there's websites where, where um, you know, criminals have reputations. And it's kind of, I guess it's an irony. You know, you can be a, uh, someone that's selling, uh, you know, illegal stuff, but have a great reputation for doing it, and therefore uh, get a lot of customers, right? That, that's exactly right. The higher your reputation, the more you're going to get trusted. And the opposite's true. I mean, you'll see a lot uh, of, uh, you know, we have so many examples where you see it that people are uh, called out for being scammers. Uh, you know, not sure. everyone is out to, to fraud, uh, you know, other people. Sometimes you're out to scam the people in the same, you know, in, in, inside the forum or inside the market. And they can be called out and they get blacklisted. There, there's, there's real rules. I mean, I was reading articles uh, not long ago, and I think we were actually quoted in, the, in a paper. By, our CEO was quoted in a paper about this, that there are, there's a talent, uh, a talent shortage on the dark web in the same way that there's perhaps a talent shortage in cybersecurity companies. Both the, the, the legitimate and the non-legitimate are looking for highly talented people because they are also running it in an extremely professional way. And that's actually mm. scary because, uh, you, know, the, you know, they're able to always, you know, it, we have to, cybersecurity folks have to always try to stay in, 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 um, in sync with, um, right. with, um, with their progress because, you know, you sort of have like, and it's an interesting concept, you sort of have a crowdsourcing of bad guys, you know, people together inside a greenhouse type of environment. They're all hidden anonymously behind it. And, and when you take a pool of talent of people who are creative and, and, and professional in many ways, and they're all working together in the same kind of a place, well, the sum of that creativity might be larger than, this, you know, a single person. So they are, you know, they are keeping ahead of our, our ways, of, and we have to keep ahead of them too. So there's this rat race out there, but you, you've got to take these people seriously. They know what they're doing. They're professional, and they're, they're, and they're very good. So that in itself, I think, is a reason for folks to uh, become more aware of what's going on in the dark web, and especially if those kind of things might be affecting or impacting an organization. And more and more, I think, large financial institutions, certainly law enforcement, intelligence, they know this well, but larger financial institutions as well, but it could be in health, uh, and it also could be in education. Just the other day, there was reports of uh, tens of thousands of uh, names of students of, um, and records of people at the University of Maryland were now for sale on the dark web. And this stuff is happening all the time. So it's, um, it's something right. that uh, it's, the awareness is growing. Okay, so what are some specific examples of what you do for, uh, for clients? Okay, so uh, when we, you know, basically, again, maybe I'll take a second just to explain how it actually works, and then I'll, I'll give you a couple of, uh, of concrete examples of, of how this can be very, very useful. Uh, okay. So it basically, our technology, we had to develop technology that uh, would, first of all, be able to go out and monitor the, the dark web, uh, call it hidden, uh, hidden service locators, to be able to find those places automatically uh, that are relevant um, where this activity is taking place. We also are, are, are um, 
company to a very large degree is built on people who come from the intelligence background in the military and defense circles where we're coming from, and, and they have this experience. And so uh, together with the automatic tool, they're able to uh, find out where they, we need to be. So over the, over the time that we've been in operation, we've entered hundreds of Now, the second part of that is you need to get in. So here, the analysts themselves have an advantage because they, they've done this before and they know how to get in. But getting in isn't as difficult as it sounds, but you still need to have a technology that allows you to get in. But once we're inside, then we're able to extract all the information that's inside those forums and those marketplaces, everything, including from the day it was founded. So if tomorrow, for example, it closes, which happens, Often, as long as we were yeah. there, all of that information still exists, and that ha- is helpful because, as as I will show in a concrete example, sometimes a guy will uh, a threat actor will use a name in one forum, and then a different name in another forum, but it's the same person. But we're able to figure out, or the systems we're able to figure out, it's the same guy. So if you know, say, you've been tracking someone from 2015 in Forum X, but you know it's the same guy who was active in a different marketplace in 2013. Well, now you can go back and get information from several years, even earlier than that. But um, So we extract all this information to a huge database. And then the big trick is what do you do with the database? So the database here, uh, that's where we start uh, putting big data analytics and machine learning algorithms, artificial intelligence, all the buzzwords that you can think of, but automatically so that we are analyzing the data so that we can turn it into intelligence. There's a big difference between, you know, just data information and intelligence. You know, we could dump it on the customers, but that's not really effective. Our way of thinking is that we are going to look at the dark web like a social network and therefore analyze it from a behavioral point of view, all of the different activities, show who's connected to who, what time they're talking, what time they're posting, who's answering them, and develop confidence levels that's the same exact guy in different forms, all of this, and put this picture that we're able to provide to our clients so that it presents it in a way that it's useful. Um, I could give you a couple of examples of, 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 of um, things that are concrete that have happened over the last few months. That in many hey, before ways, you give me the, uh, the examples, without naming them, what industries are the clients in? Is it government? Is it? I mean, why would a corporation, for instance, care about this info? Or the government, I could see fine if they want to make an arrest if they want to right. stop a bad actor in an industry, but you know, what are examples of, and again, yeah, give me some so concrete good, examples, use cases. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, the main industries uh, that we've been focused on, at least since we've been around, uh, are the financial world, mostly banking, banks and insurance companies, and law enforcement and intelligence agencies, on the other hand. Uh, it, the platform could easily work for, like I said, for health, uh, where uh, health companies, where records of patients are also being sold, uh, and you see it, or education, where the latest example from University of Maryland I gave before. But for, for the most part, we've been focused on financial and um, and government. Government, like you said, is clear. Uh, uh, in law enforcement, uh, they may, or intelligence agencies, they have a streams of information coming from a lot of different sources. Um, you know, I used to work for other companies that dealt in lawful interception kind of things, and uh, a, a fusion of information coming from a, a variety of sources. Well, the dark web is another stream of information that is now becoming increasingly important. Law enforcement have part of the larger picture, and therefore they can cross-reference find here. And that's something that's clear needful. On the financial side, you talk about large banks. Well, these folks are interested in knowing if uh, credit cards have been stolen, if they're out there, and 
Um, I, I don't know if you've heard of the word. This, this is one of the things that shocked me. If you've heard of the word right. of Fulz, F-U-L-Z, Fulz. Fulz is a slang yeah, for the, term. For the laughs. For the laughs, right? Sorry? For, for doing it for the lulls, for the laughs, right? For the fun of it. It's, it's, it's a slang term on the dark web for basically uh, all the information of, of a person. You know, a, a credit card number, the three numbers, the CSV number on the back, the, uh, the date of expiration, the address, the phone number, sometimes a social security card number, and also the security questions like, you know, who was your first pet or what school did huh. you go to when you were you know, and, and if you have that information, you can run somebody's life. I mean, you could ruin somebody's life. You can buy a house. You, you know what I'm saying? And and you will see on the dark web in certain places that they post. First of all, they'll post like a, some of them as examples, not with full information, because they want to entice people to be able to buy it. Or they'll say how much they want to sell it for, whatever. This falls, comes up. I mean, that should be of concern to banks, and it is. And, and you know, you'll find dumping, uh, dumped credit card numbers and they want to be able to tell. And, and I can give you a concrete example that we work with one of the largest banks in the United States. I can't give you the name, but okay. trust me, it's one of the largest banks in the United States. And what they asked us to do, like we do with many customers, is to create alerts around um, keywords of interest to them. And it could be IP addresses, it could be names of executives, it could be domain names, it could be threat actors if they know them. And it could be literally anything you can imagine. You put it into the system, and if, the, if it comes up, uh, an alert comes up that's referenced that you get it in real time. So three things that we were able to find that were relevant to them that they were able to stop was, one, we found a, uh, a what we call a spear phishing in which they were specifically uh, targeting certain people in the bank with a phishing uh, um, um, scam, you know, like the one with Google this week where you get a, an email from someone you know and you shouldn't be clicking right. on the link, but you do anyway because you know the guy and, and it's too late. So uh, that was specifically targeting people, specific names in the bank, with this uh, 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 thing. The second thing we, we found was we found a, a bunch of credit cards from the bank that had the numbers, and we were able to provide that to them as well. And we also found a discussion by someone who wanted to attack a server of this specific bank. So, you know, you don't always get lucky like that. You know, what, you know we're dealing in intelligence, and... Intelligence, like, like it is, is intelligence is sometimes you get lucky, uh, you, you get the right call, or you have the right person in the right place, or you're able to uh, intercept the right conversation, and sometimes you connect the dots. Sometimes you need this right. link, take that link to take you to another link, and then three weeks later or something else, you know what I'm saying. Um, and the tool in, in general is meant for people like that, for investigators, or for analysts who work for banks, or who work for insurance companies, or who work in law enforcement who know how to analyze the information. And that's important to keep in mind, you know, who our target audience really is. But, um, you know, those are concrete examples. Uh, I, I, if, if we have time and you want to hear another, I'll give you another few, but I think that best illustrates the point. Yeah, I think specific examples are probably the best. Of the, well, so what, do you, what could you do, like this first bank example, <coughs> where they're targeting these executives with a phishing attack? I guess you let the people know, hey, you're being targeted, but... How do you put a stop to something like that? Or if, if someone's ID is stolen and on the dark web, what can you do about it? Okay. Well, look, I mean, you've got to be honest that you can't always put a stop to it, but you could, uh, 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 if, you could if you find it in real time or early, uh, prevent it before it happens. And if you don't, then at least you know what's happened and it's, and it's out there. Uh, it's out there uh, happening uh, as you speak. In other words, once uh, within a very short period of time when information is leaked or 
credit cards are stolen, with the statistics show, I think that within a very, very short period of time, it's going to be up for sale on the dark web. And therefore, if you see it there, you have alerts, you'll be able to catch it right away, and then you can take action. You might not be able to stop it uh, before they steal it, but you might be able to, uh, you might be able to uh, uh, cut the damage because it will come up very, very quickly. But beyond that, uh, the important thing here is to, again, to try to have a, 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 a good picture of the intelligence threat or the threat to, to, to the organization by monitoring the dark wave in those places that are most relevant to you. Uh, and, you know, we have a very, very good coverage of most of the uh, forums and marketplaces that are really the ones that are, uh, ones that are relevant and active. But sometimes when we work with new customers, the first thing we will do with them, and this goes, I think, really to your question, uh, the first thing that we're going to do with them is we're going to find out if there's other places that we need to be, uh, if there's other um, uh, perhaps marketplaces or forums uh, or chat rooms or whatever that we haven't been up until now that are more focused, perhaps geographically, if we work with a country, for example, that there might be more local places. Uh, that's number one. And number two, and if we need to get in, we'll go into those places as well and start extracting the information. And like I said, once we're in, we extract everything from the day it was founded. Okay, and this all adds to the existing database, which already is out there. So every customer always gets the benefit of everything that already exists, and it's sort of a you know. Uh, exponential kind of thing that keeps growing, growing, and growing, and it's updated all the time, plus any new places that you might go in as part of the relationship. And the second thing that you do is you'll set up that alert system based on those things or keywords that are of interest specifically to the organization, and they differ from organization to organization, even though there are certain things which are probably similar, uh, like names of people or IP addresses or main names of websites or whatever it might be. And in this way, they can keep track if, uh, if on those dark websites uh, the, the documents are leaked or the credit cards are there or anything else that might be relevant to them, the name of a person comes up, then you have that picture that allows you to take additional steps. You know, this in itself is not a, a total cybersecurity solution. It should never be looked that way. You know, the perimeter defenses that exist are important. But I think that what's been seen over time is that they're not enough. I mean, just, just the example of the WannaCry uh, hacking, or if you go to the Yahoo hacks or the Home Depot hacks or whatever, Ashley Madison, these things are increasing, especially in the last couple of years. So our vision here is really, you know, to move from, you know, you started, uh, you started with perimeter security and firewalls and you moved to antivirus, and now we've moved to what we call an active defense, and that's where we're playing. We're playing in the part that's the active defense, which is to create the intelligence picture, which will then be able to assist or complement the other aspects of an organization cybersecurity uh, um, uh, arsenal. So what? All right, so you have this intelligence picture, but what do company? Right. What do you do for companies? Like, so they can see what's going on. Are they just paralyzed with fear and despair when they see it, or does this lead to them changing their policies so it doesn't happen again? Or can they sometimes contact law enforcement and say, "Hey, look what happened. Our people's information's leaked. Here it is. Go get the people." Like, can you take action, or really you can only, you know, fix things for the next time? Uh, well, it depends, first of all. I think that all of what you said could potentially be part of, this, part of the answer. I mean, in the example of the major bank that I talked before, they were able to take that information and literally stop this stuff from happening in advance. That was a concrete okay. example. Uh, uh, you know, in other, in other examples, they might, change the, they might change the way they, you know, they might add additional uh, kinds of uh, security systems. 
that, that prevent those kind of things from happening again. Uh, I, I think from our point of view, our goal is to provide that picture to those mm. people who are in charge of this so they can make those decisions. Um, but without it, it kind of is at least in terms of the dark web again. You know, we're not, we're a niche company in the sense that we're focused on the dark web, even though I'll say that we are following things that aren't necessarily dark web. Uh, for example, we started following Telegram um, a few months ago, uh, and Telegram is not a dark web per se, but it is very well encrypted. It's a safe place. And so, for example, ISIS and their followers have been moving en masse to Telegram from other things like Twitter or, or Messenger because it's safer and it's more encrypted. Well, you- and they're posting. Yeah, give listeners a uh, give listeners a quick overview of what Telegram is, and, and you know, tell me what you can do on Telegram because it's encrypted. Well, if we follow Telegram like we follow the other sites on the dark web. We, you know, we're following hundreds and hundreds of conversations or channels they call, and, uh, and our analyst's language speaks Arabic is able to uh, learn who these players are. Sometimes when you're in a channel. Uh, you know, you'll be sent to some other place because they'll open a new channel. Basically, we're able to extract all this information as well, do the same searches on this. And what we've seen uh, over the last few months uh, is uh, is activity specifically on um, uh, increasing on uh, what they call unmanned uh, unmanned aerial vehicles. They're showing video clips of how they're attacking certain uh, vehicles in Iraq and in Syria. They have all of a sudden military commentators from around the different. ISIS provinces, as they're called, explaining how they could use these unmanned uh, aerial vehicles, UAVs, put chemical weapons on it, or all sorts of other ideas. They have um, uh, video clips and showing how to make homemade homemade UAVs. Um, all sorts of you can't imagine what they what. And this is being out there. And this is on Telegram. Huh. So this stuff and this stuff is also being accumulated, and it's it could be cross referenced with uh, you know uh, law enforcement uh, or intelligence agencies may have. Uh, other sources, obviously, not just this, and this kind of stuff could be cross-referenced, and they could follow these people, and hopefully lead to catching the, you know, catching these folks before they do what they do. But I mean, it's all part of the intelligence picture. There's no, you know, one press a button and you have a solution. Intelligence right. is you live it. Yeah. That's fascinating. Um, you're able, in some cases, to determine that uh, even though someone may use different usernames, that it's the same oh, person. Yeah. How are you doing that? Is it because of their behavior or what they say? Or, you know, what have you noticed about uh, certain people, right. individuals? Yeah. Yeah. Do they tend okay, to act the question. same across different apps? Uh, yeah, okay. So that's a great question. And I think it's one of the strongest points of uh, of, our, of our platform. And I wish I could show it to you uh, live on a demo. And, of course, if, if, if your if, if uh, um, listeners are interested, they can always contact me. I'd be happy to show them these things. But... Um, you, you, we, we track the threat actors, and as uh, when you um, be, because it's masses of masses amounts of data, and it's being analyzed all the time by all these algorithms, which I said are basically based on social behavioral things, based on activity. In other words, when they post, what hours they're posting, how much they're posting, who's answering them, how they're responding, type of language. There's a lot, a lot of things that go into the into the algorithms themselves. But uh, so we have a threat actor page, and the first thing that you see on the threat actor page is it will tell you have a reputation score. Uh, the reputation score is, is put together by the, by the system itself, by our system, and it's from 1 to 10, and the higher the number, it says the more of an actor or more of a player he is. If it's a, if it's a 9, you know he's a serious player. So he's probably not the most important guy. But then you have, under that, different names. So if the only thing 
uh, say this guy is active in various different forums and he's using the same name, okay, or the same, and I don't mean, you know, like uh, family name. I mean, I'm talking about whatever username he's using, which is usually, you know, a nickname or something, whatever it is. But if it's the same exact thing, that doesn't necessarily prove anything. And if all it has, the system, all it has is that it's the name is the same in different forms, it'll give you a confidence level of 50%, which is, you know, 50-50 shot. But in many, many, many cases, it'll come back and it'll say this is a 90% or a 95%. When that happens, then the system is that much convinced that we're talking about the same guy. And I have a lot of examples of folks that we found in various different places, either with the same name or even a different name, absolutely a different name. They were able to figure out, the system's able to figure out that it's the same guy. Now, once you know it's the same guy, well, then you can drill down and go back and start tracking the other place that he's in. And you'll, and you'll see that they're in touch with similar types of people. We have the visual link analysis there, which obviously is not something we, we invented, but it's a very, very useful tool in which you're going to see the threat actor and who he's in touch with. And so if it's, if, you know, it'll show you the different lines of people he's in touch with. The thicker the line, the more he's in touch. The larger the circle in this particular case, well, that means he's more of, an, he's more of a serious, the reputation score is higher. And the lighter the circle, that means he's more active. And you look at the picture, and you get a big picture of who he's in touch with, and then you could click on any of these other people and drill down on them. And so you move from one guy to the next. And, and like I said, you, if you know that the same actor is involved in different places, then you have all of those different forms that you could go in now and start adding to your research or adding to your investigation. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes like in the case of one particular guy who was called out by other people in the network that he's a scammer, it comes across. So we, in, 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 and, and sometimes you're even able to get... Uh, an address, like a Jabber uh, address, and um, uh, and then you're able to track him down. In one case, we were able to figure out a picture of the guy. That doesn't happen very often, but we have examples that it happened. But it's all made uh, right. possible by the fact that you're analyzing such a vast amount of information in so many different places, and through these algorithms, you're able to create the confidence level that you're talking about the same people. I, I think it's very cool. Okay. Well, all right. I don't know if we have uh, really much more time so what I'll do for listeners now is, you know, the whole goal here is to, to make people aware that they need technology like this if, you know, if they run any sizable organization. Um, so what are the best ways for people to get in contact with SixScale and with you and to go through this demo that you talked about and see the power of the platform and if they have a need that you can help with? Yeah, sure. Well, I'd love to uh, be in touch with uh, folks who think that there is a, uh, that they would like to see the system and they think there's could be a possible match for what they're doing. Uh, they could certainly reach out. Uh, you go on our website, first of all, www.cybersixskill.com, and you could see, uh, you could learn a little bit about the system. We've got uh, some, uh, a lot of media attention over the last uh, few months. We've, we've discovered, I, we didn't talk about, but we discovered malware on uh, Russian cyber, uh, cyber crime sites that's very much in the But uh, there's over there you could contact, uh, you know, ask, uh, ask request a demo or contact us, or you can write me directly at Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, at cybersixkill.com, and I'd be happy to get with you and we could uh, discuss and certainly be happy to share uh, share uh, what we do. And, uh, hopefully it, it would be relevant. Okay, well, very good. You know, I, Barry, I appreciate you taking the time and, and, uh, and doing the podcast, so thank you so much. Well, Richard, I appreciate being, uh, being with you today, and thanks for the opportunity. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 
3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.